Just got thrown off. Ah, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all persuasions. Uh, I don't know what that means, children of all persuasions. Um, my name is Tony Vizic, and you are watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Vizic. This is the this is your daily distraction, and I'm already distracted. This is your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. Uh, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Arizona time, which currently is Pacific time. Uh, and then after daylight saving signs will be mountain time, mountain standard time. So it's 2 p.m. here. I don't know what time it is where you are. I'm not even sure what year it is where I am any longer. But I've got a, uh, I've got a, um, a gangbusters, gangbusters show for you coming up right now uh, for the next uh, 30 minutes or so. Uh, this show is on three platforms, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel and Facebook Live on my personal page, Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H. Uh, and we're on three platforms. Hello, Tina and Mike. Hello, Kevin Brown. It's on three platforms. Uh, we cover three things. Your questions and comments on one of the aforementioned social media sites. Um, and then we try to, um, I have no idea what happened here. Broadcast paused, resume. All right, there we go. I don't know why I got paused. We got paused. We're going to have technical difficulties today. I can feel it in my bones, uh, but that's okay. Um, then also, I generally show you some knickknack, memorabilia, curio, curiosity, uh, memento that I have sitting around here in the home office. We weave a story around it. And I recommend uh, two artists or two pieces of music based on my vast and mighty vinyl album collection. So that's what we got going. Uh, a little bit to tell you about right now. Had a lot of fun with our beginning workshop last night. Uh, not only did we have new people joining week two, but people still joining uh, a person. A person joined. Uh, but uh, regular, uh, very funny comics from the local Phoenix scene uh, also joined in uh, as well. So we had a fun night. Uh, and tonight, ladies and gentlemen, tonight at 7 p.m. Arizona time, it is the roast of me. Uh, six or seven of my uh, favorite people, or they will be up until that time, uh, are going to go uh, be on Zoom with me on a live Zoom show, a live Zoom roast of me. Uh, it promises to be horrible. Uh, many inaccurate things will be said. Uh, they will make fun of my age, my height, my weight, my the, how I make a living, uh, who I am as a human being, my past, my present, my future. And then it will be my turn to roast them, and it'll be a whiz bang of a time. Hello, Shelly Austin. Hello, Randy. Um, so that's tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, yesterday was my birthday and I, um, I want to thank each and every one of you that sent me a birthday wish, man, man, did I get, I got so many of them and it was really nice and you know what? And it's appreciated. It truly is. I also want to thank everyone who is donating to the Maricopa food pantry. That was my donation choice on Facebook. The people donate to the Maricopa food pantry. We have, uh, collected over $700 so far. Now, the way these things are set up, uh, it will go till August 22nd. Uh, so if you haven't donated, uh, and you know what? I'm not pushing you to. You know, I mean, do what you want. But uh, you know what? I got dirt on my sleeve from carrying concrete in. You can't see it on, uh, <laughs> you can't see it on Facebook, but you can see it on YouTube. Uh, but then again, no one watches on YouTube, so it's okay. Uh, anyway, if you feel like donating, uh, it's a really worthy cause. Great people out there, Jennifer and... Uh, Bill, I believe, out at the Maricopa Food Pantry, feeding uh, countless numbers of people here in Southern Arizona. 
So uh, that was cool, too. I didn't know if anybody was going to donate over $700 already. Had a great time yesterday. We had a nice social distance barbecue in the backyard. Uh, my sister-in-law and uh, her guy, uh, Eddie and Sally, they came over. My uh, stepdaughter, uh, Stephanie, my grandson, Sullivan, of course, my wonderful daughter, Alicia. And uh, oh, I think it's wandering the hallways here still. Uh, and uh, my, daughter, uh, my wife. Um, we had a great, great time. We had cake. We had ice cream. We had barbecue. There were gifts. There were presents. Uh, just so many great presents. Um, um, too many to mention. I'll just mention one that was funny. That was funny. Uh, people always ask me what I want for my birthday. And like most guys, they go, I don't know what I want. You know, for my, I don't. Jeez, I don't. And uh, I was joking around. I go, you know what? Fish sticks. I'd like a box of fish sticks. That's what I'd like. So it came time to hand out gifts. I'm getting all these wonderful gifts. And then um, my grandson goes, all right, I'll give you, my, I'll give you one of my gifts. And he, goes, and he asks his mom, goes, where is she? goes, it's in the freezer. I go, why the hell is there a, what is, why did this kid, what did this eight-year-old kid put a gift in the freezer? And he comes over with his bag, and I go, this is a cold gift. And sure enough, there it was, a box of fish sticks. Funniest damn thing. Uh, got a rocking chair for my wife. She knows me well. <laughs> For the patio. Uh, and I uh, got uh, really cool stuff for my health and well-being from my uh, wonderful daughter. And a lot of really heartfelt cards. Had a great time yesterday. Having a great time today. And I hope you're having fun too. Uh, uh, what kind of fruit on a cheesecake? Tina Mike Lawson asks. Uh, my uh, wife, who also happens to be the producer of the show, is sitting here. And she will attest. She can testify in a court of law in a written deposition of any type, that there was no fruit on my cheesecake. No fruit on my cheesecake. My cheesecake was pure. My cheesecake was honest. My cheesecake was real. Just like I like my music. Honest, pure, real, something authentic. So, straight up cheesecake. Ha, ha, ha. And also a cool kind of velvet cake that my daughter got and put a bunch of candles on. Uh, other way around. My daughter got the cheesecake. Okay. Again, we need to have this correct for the record, of course. You know, you know for the, uh, you know, in case this ever ends up in court somehow. Who now tell us on the day in question who actually bought the cheesecake and who bought the regular cake? I await your answer, sir. Uh, Randy Ioma says, "How much coleslaw on your barbecue?" You know, you guys just started to pick up on my little quirks here. There was no goddamn coleslaw on my barbecue. I, you know, I know how to barbecue. I'm a barbecuist. Matter of fact, my, for all intents and purposes, uh, brother-in-law, Eddie, who runs a kitchen in Tempe and has been in the food business forever, goes, you're the one who should have a restaurant. I don't know what you do with meat, but it is incredible. And it was incredible. And I'll tell you, I know how to cook meat. I know the secret to cooking meat, okay, which you don't know, Randy, all right? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address uh, Mike Lawson for a minute. Because you know this, uh, I learned how to barbecue in Missouri, and a Missouri barbecue and steak are pretty goddamn serious. We don't fool around when it comes to barbecue. We take it serious. Now, where we grew up, mostly working class people. Okay? Our fathers were factory workers, truck drivers, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, living week to week, paycheck to paycheck. More than once, every once in a while, the propane ran out in the winter. You know, because they, didn't, they had to scrape together money to get propane to get heat in the house. Uh, good, hardworking, decent people, but they knew how to barbecue. They mainly barbecued pork and chicken. 
Steak was expensive and really is right now as well. Pork and chicken. Okay. Now, but pork being the way it is, they, they, their concept of barbecuing was sauce. Like you would get a great big old rotisserie, uh, uh, what do you call that? It's a pan, deep pan, and you'd cook your pork steaks and then pour a boatload of barbecue sauce in that rotisserie pan and dump your pork steaks in there and then let that bubble and boil for a while, okay? And uh, uh, it was pretty darn good. Uh, I've gone past that in my life. And now I believe it is uh, slow cooking that perfects the meat. Now I got a couple of tricks that I do, okay? A couple of tricks I do. And since then I use a gas grill, which I did not use till I was in my late 50s, by the way. Uh, what was that bright light was in the western sky? <laughs> <laughs> Until I was in my late, in my late 50s, I used charcoal. Finally, we got out of here. Uh, just too damn hot to use charcoal. I use a gas grill, but I use wood planks to create smoke to, uh, flavor. Uh, but my barbecue is so good that if someone put coleslaw on it, if I brought you my barbecue and it had coleslaw on it, you would take one bite of the meat and you'd scrape all the coleslaw off and go, why is this mucking it up? You know why they use coleslaw on their barbecue, Randy, in South Carolina? Because their meat is shit and they don't know how to cook. So they have to feel like they have to cover it up with gunk. All right. I said it. I said it. If anybody's here from South Carolina, you want to argue with me? Uh, more than welcome to hear from you. But um, when I cook, there's no need to muck up the meat. All right. And also when I, when I uh, barbecue, I move around a lot. I move around a lot when I barbecue. You know why? Because everybody knows, it's like the old song, it ain't the meat, it's the motion. <laughs> yeah, to kill the taste. That's what they did. Okay, but uh, not when you eat my barbecue. Not when you eat mine. I know what the hell I'm doing. Um, okay, uh, like I said, we got the show tonight. I'll tell you something that happened today, and I think a lot of you are going to be able to relate to this. Uh, I am on Medicare now. Now, some of you won't be able to relate to that. But that means switching over from my old health insurance to my new health insurance, which means you go through all that rigmarole because the new health insurance assigned you a doctor. It's not your doctor. You want to get it switched back. And today, uh, I'm trying to do it. Uh, you're welcome, Anthony, and, uh, and thank you as well. Um, I'm trying to get it switched over to the doctor that I currently have instead of the doctor they assigned me to. And the lady who answered the phone told me her name was Abby. And here's the thing, man, and I understand why they do it, but her name wasn't Abby, okay? Her name was something else. It was like Untak or something like that. And that's okay. I would rather know their real name. And I'd rather, like, be able to connect up with another culture than pretend like I'm talking to someone in Iowa. Okay? But here's the thing. I'm trying to get my medical provider switched and the woman on the line from United Healthcare. There were chickens in the background while she was helping me. I'm hearing, I did not um, feel like embarrassing and going, is that chickens I hear? So I just pictured someplace in some other country, maybe the Philippines, maybe Indonesia, uh, uh, you know, maybe uh, Taiwan. I don't know. Uh, this woman has a job and you know what? My hat's off to her for it. And her job is to answer questions when people call from Medicare. 
And the reason I was calling is because their website was screwed up and she informed me that the website was screwed up and it wasn't me. And she's sitting in her house taking calls. And she lives and she has chickens in the backyard. <laughs> and I go, oh, wow. And when I thought I was on hold with her, because she goes, all right, I'm going to have to check out some things. I'll be right back. I wasn't on hold and I started playing my guitar. So then she started asking me about guitars and guitar lessons. And she, she take them. <laughs> and I told Shirley, I go, I go, you know what? Shit's starting to come loose. They're not even pretending anymore. <laughs> but we did get it switched over. That lady was very nice. She was very helpful. I just found it. I go, oh my God, there's chickens in the backyard. Uh, they're not even trying to pretend that it's like full-time people in an office wearing a, a white shirt and khakis uh, sitting at a desk with big computers uh, tending to your needs. They're farming it out and they're farming it out to people living on the farm. Uh, let's see. Um, Tina Mike Lawson says, slaw on barbecue. I'm reading these. By the way, if you're listening on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, a lot of what I'm doing sometime is reading uh, comments people have put up on Facebook Live, which is the closest device to me. If you're on Comedy Schools Radio Network and listening live, you can certainly uh, type in a question and we will answer it. Uh, uh, Kevin Brown says, outstanding. Next is Depends. Uh, what makes you think that that's next? What makes you think that wasn't before? Um, you know what? If I was going to play 18 holes of golf at this point, and I was like in a like a grudge match with someone, and I want to show any weakness, okay? And I haven't played golf in 10, 12 years. But if I was at 65, and we were playing for money, okay? And I'm not going to show any weakness. We're staring each other down before we tee off. I might put on a pair of depends just going, when they're going, uh, can we take a break to pee? I go, um, real man could hold it. Oh, damn it, okay. Some young punk who doesn't know what's going on. Young punk. Uh, we have a statement here from Tina and Mike Lawson. The statement is, slaw on barbecue like fruit on cheesecake. Absolutely correct. 100%. If you got to do that it up, then you don't know what you're doing. You should just put the... Listen, if you got to put fruit on cheesecake... Or coleslaw and barbecue, stay away from the kitchen, stay away from the grill, just put the food in your mouth. Okay, you shouldn't be handling it any other way. Kevin Brown says, Medicare, AARP, then depends, gotta love the promising future. Ah, yes, but there's a better place waiting for us, Lord, in the sky, Lord, in the sky. Okay, um, feeling pretty good today, having a lot of fun. Uh, woke up, like, worn out, like I'd been drinking. Like I, like I went out and got my drink on, but I did not. I'll tell you what, I, before we get to the music here, I just want to talk about one thing for a moment. I saw a post today from a local comic here in Phoenix, another comic on blast for a joke meme that he put up that that comic didn't like. Uh, the joke meme was obviously somewhat conservative in its nature, and the person putting the uh, sharing this post and saying this person needs to be unfriended and never hired by anybody is what would be considered nowadays a liberal. All right? So I looked at the liberal comics page for a moment. Just you know, I put a lot of energy into it and saw that he used language there that at one time would get you fired. When I was younger, it was conservatives. Now, I'm a liberal. I'm an unabashed liberal. I've been a liberal my entire life. I believe in liberalism. That's what I am. Okay, and that means freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of assembly, freedom to choose to worship but not be forced to worship, etc. Okay, when I was younger, it was conservatives 
trying to shut down comics for what they said and liberals fighting against it. But there is a little pernicious. Now, if you've taken one of my workshops, you know, I'll go, man, you should do that joke. That joke's going to hurt a lot of people's feelings, etc. I say, I'm not going to tell you not to say it, but you probably, you know, there's a way to explain to people that's not going to work in a profession where your job is to make everybody laugh. But I have a little concern with comics, censoring comics. I just do. Telling people who to hire and not hire. I mean, if I hired this guy and put up the meme, I won't. I know the kid. Uh, he's, not, he's not at a level of being hired. He's just some kid putting up memes, does open mic nights. Uh, and someone goes, you can't hire him because he's this and this and this and this. It might make me go, all right, you know what? I'm hiring this son of a bitch. You know? And then I tell him, you can't, don't say any of that stuff on my show. I have a right to hire who I want on my shows. And by the way, not hire who I want on my shows. And I sincerely believe that. I, sincere, I have a right to hire someone who tells me they're going to do something. They go up and they do something else. I'm still going to pay them, but then not hire them again. But I'm never going to put anybody on blast. Go, don't use this person. They are this. I'm not going to judge an entire human being and try to mess up their life or their career or their job based on a single or even a couple of Facebook posts. I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm just not. Okay? All right? Um, there was, you know, there was a little, I don't know where I know, but it was on my mind. Let's get to uh, the doodads and the gunk and the junk, okay? And what have I got for you today? Uh, we got some buttons here, and uh, that's where we're going to do buttons. And these are buttons of, uh, if anybody can tell me who this is right now, okay? You won't be able to tell me on Comedy Schools Radio Network. But if anybody could tell me who that is, look here on YouTube. Look here on Facebook Live. Does anyone in my audience know who that is? I'll give you a countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You don't. You don't know. This is, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you go, Mike Lawson, HW. That is Hank Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Hank Williams... One of the greatest, one of the greatest artists of all time. One of the greatest artists of all time. The simplicity and beauty of his work still lives on today. It's not Buck Rogers, Kevin Brown. <laughs> Hank Williams, not Buck Rogers. <laughs> Buck Cletus. <laughs> so we've got, for some reason, I think we got here... Uh, this is, anybody know who this is? You're not going to be able to guess who that is. And you know what? I'm not quite sure. Do, uh, surely, is that Loretta or Patsy? That's got to be Loretta. This is Loretta Lynn, another great artist. Another great artist. So we, you know, we discovered a bunch of buttons. I thought I'd share the buttons with you here. What else have I got? I got a, I got a Les Miserables button. Okay, we've seen a lot of theater. I can't wait for live theater to come back. Anyway, I just thought I wanted to mention Hank Williams. We've talked about his music before. Credit to Tina, I didn't have a clue. Okay. Uh, Kevin Brown says, I heard that, surely. <laughs> we've talked about Hank Williams a lot. Uh, there's a movement now to like get rid of certain music because certain groups like it. I saw that uh, the song Turkey in a Straw. I 
Okay, it's a cool little melody. It's actually an old Scottish ballad brought over to America by uh, Scotsmen and I believe Irishmen. You know, it dates back to the 1600s. Later on, it became popular in minstrel shows, which none of us have ever been to. Okay, and now because, and then certain racist people liked it, and because certain racist people liked it, uh, they are now asking the uh, anybody who drives a good humor ice cream truck not to use the song. You know how the ice cream truck comes through your town and plays that? I used to live in a place where the ice cream truck played green sleeves, which is weird. La, da, 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 da. Guy must have really liked green sleeves, okay, which was another old Scottish ballad. So the question is, if you have a song, like, uh, I don't know if people know this, but Dixie was not originally... Uh, it was not the official anthem of uh, the Confederacy in the Civil War. It was written, written well before that. It was written by a songwriter originally from Ohio, living in New York, who just wrote songs for plays and shows. And it was adopted. It was adopted by the Confederacy. Okay, and it's still, and that's where they started calling themselves Dixie, Dixieland. Do we uh, ban all Dixieland music? I don't think you can ban a song, okay, that some group adopted because you don't like, oftentimes justifiably, the group of people who adopted it. Therefore, I will still occasionally whistle Dixie and hum Turkey in the Straw, all right? And I think when we get to this point, we're getting to a, uh, it's not as dangerous as a lot of other things that are going on, but it's a concern. And it's a concern for those of us who work in the creative field, who are expressing ourselves, not knowing at any time that we may express something that unbeknownst to us or that is definitely not even uh, uh, offensive, but someone else, for their own personal reasons, takes takes offense to it and then wants to uh, attack you for it. Okay, here's somebody you can't take offense to, ladies and gentlemen, right here. This is a very cool album. I'm going to show it to you right here. What is this? This is a very kind of special treat right here. Okay, this is Diana Ross joins the temptation. Diana Ross and the Supremes joined the temptations. So this was a uh, Motown record. It's officially a Motown record on the Motown label. And on the back, you know, if you can see just these wonderful people, these wonderful artists. Look at that. That is the temptations. Okay, and it is Diana Ross and the Supremes. And what they do on here is they play a bunch of hits where they sang them together. Uh, they do a version of Funky Broadway, which I believe was an Arthur Conley hit. I'll name all the place of Funky, Funky Broadway. Uh, they do Burt Backrack's This Guy's in Love With You. They do uh, The Supreme's Big Hit, I'm Gonna Make You Lovely, Love Me and Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And they do The Temptations hit, I Second That Emotion. So, uh, and also they do Sweet Inspiration, which was not either of their song. And they do The Impossible Dream. So this is a really, really, really unique album. Came out in 1968 where The Temptations and Diana Rance and Supremes all got together in the same studio and recorded a bunch of their hit songs and other uh, songs, okay, uh, and put out an album. I don't know how much the album sold, but it's really interesting to listen to now, I'm Gonna Make You Love, we, mo, Love Me, which was a big hit for the Supremes. And here are the Temptations coming in too and singing along with it. Okay, in the same way with uh, uh, I Second That Emotion. All of a sudden, Diana coming in 
and taking a chorus or a verse. So uh, I always loved, I've loved Motown music for also very long. In 1968, I was a little young to uh, really get into Motown music. We certainly knew who they were from uh, television appearances. I was more into uh, Steppenwolf and uh, Iron Butterfly and uh, uh, bands of that nature uh, then. Uh, but uh, over the years and shortly afterwards, as I got into young adulthood and doubled back on this, I just found this to be some of the greatest music, most infectious melodies, so well put together. Everything out of Motown was just stunning. This is a unique album because it is Diana Ross and the Temptations together. Uh, you should YouTube that, Diana Ross and the Supremes and the Temptations, and I'm sure you'd be able to find some of those songs and you would love them. Um, the next thing we're going to talk about real quick, it is, uh, the we, it is the month of Jerry Garcia's birth and death, so we're honoring who I consider the greatest guitar player of all time of the rock era, Jerry Garcia, and here with a solo album by Jerry, not the big one, not the first one that he did, but the second one, all right? And this is a uh, total solo album by Jerry Garcia. As you can see, quite a young Jerry Garcia, even though it's a uh, avatar, a cartoon, young, thin, without a beard. Great tunes on here. When Hunter gets captured by the game, he ain't give you none. That's what love will make you do. It goes around. Let it rock. Russian lullaby. Let's spend the night together. Mississippi moon. Turn on the bright lights. Midnight town. So this was him doing a bunch of other people's tunes. This was him going, I'm going to crank out something on my own. I don't have who the personnel on it was, but I can tell you who wrote the songs. Uh, he Ain't Give You None was a Van Morrison tune. Uh, what Goes Around was written by Max Rebenack. Do you know who Max Rebenack was? Dr. John, the night tripper. Uh, Let's Spend a Night Together, Rolling Stones, Mississippi Moon, and Midnight Town, which was by John Kahn and Ry, uh, Robert Hunter. So John Kahn, who uh, did a lot of work with Garcia on his solo projects, and Robert Hunter, who was Jerry's writing partner. Uh, a great uh, rave up of a Chuck Berry tune, Let It Rock. Uh, then When the Hunter Gets Captured by the Game, a song I can't quite remember right now. That's What Love Will Make You Do, Russian Lullaby by Irving Berlin. And Turn On the Bright Lights by Albert Washington. An Irving Berlin tune, Russian Lullaby, on a Jerry Garcia solo record. So when I talk about the audacity of Jerry Garcia, when I talk about his love of all types of music, and his playing of all types, not going, man, we don't play soul, we don't play country, we don't play this. You know what, Garcia would try rap if he were alive today, okay? He would try something like that. They did their, they, they took a crack at disco. They introduced so many of their fans like me to world music with songs like Ico Ico. So, Jerry Garcia, if you really want to hear something freaky, go into YouTube and put in Russian Lullaby Jerry Garcia and listen to the master of psychedelia doing an Irving Berlin tune, okay? And then you've listened to something you never thought you would listen to before. And then you've discovered something new, okay? And in a time in the world when every day sometimes seems like the exact same day, it's important to find something new. And I tell you what's going to be new tonight. What's going to be new tonight is at 7 p.m. on Zooms, 7 p.m. Arizona time, the roast of Tony Visick. Go to my page. Tony Visick, there are uh, show links there, and purchase a ticket. Portion of the proceeds will go to the Maricopa Food Pantry. Purchase a ticket uh, or go to comedyschools.com. It will be a fun show. I don't know if I'll even record this show. 
I don't know if we'll want people to be able to read this later because then, of course, the, uh, uh, the new, the new uh, mouth police will be attacking me as they have before. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for the day. A mishmash of all sorts of ideas in 30 minutes. Uh, thanks for watching. I hope I see you tonight at 7 o'clock. If not, I'll see you Saturday night during a special time for this show of uh, Living on a Thin Line with our Saturday night special. That's all for today. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.